Here's a suggestion. Instead of blaming big oil as the cause for every forest fire, why don't they worry about what's really happening to our planet? Like the steady stream of confirmed reports involving costume subhumans. Every day a new sighting comes in. We're being overrun with these so-called costumed heroes. Well, I'm sick of it. Why all of a sudden is this happening? And I'll punch you if you say fracking. Welcome to the Malbulge. This is regarding Spawn, the world's best Spawn podcast. I am your co-host, John Fisher. And I am your co-host, David Williams. And uh, Johnny, we made it. Can you believe it? We, what do we make it to? We made it, we made it here. Here. Like, we're here. We and we're doing the thing. I mean... We're here doing not it. To, not to put... Our uh, personal lives on blast, or demean any of the uh, oh yeah any anything that happens. But I mean, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster for both of us this week, and I uh, it's been a rough week. I thought I thought that this this little bit of joy was going to be taken from us by the uh, United States health and healthcare system, uh, but but they came through for us, Johnny. We got them somehow. They came through for us, and now we're here, and it's amazing. We're here. We made it's more it. Like the- I mean, if we're going off Spawn, then the American healthcare system is run by the Exodus Corporation because they got their <laughs> fingers and everything. I could totally believe it, too. But, I mean, would we then have to go to, like, a symbiote-based medicine system <laughs> where the, the cure for any ill is uh, become attached to this uh, goopy thing and then eat a whole bunch of earthworms? <laughs> yeah, anytime you're sick, it's just like, sorry, you got to be a spawn now. Be, you live forever. There'll be, a, there'll be a run on earthworms, like all those little, those little bait and tackle shops in the, the middle of nowhere in the hills will just, <laughs> they'll, they'll become instant billionaires overnight and uh, they'll get to, you know, retire and not have to worry about working. And the third pundit can blame <laughs> Joe Biden for the earthworm shortage. It'll be great. I mean, I mean, sure. What, what, what else would he do? Of course. He would love it right now. He would love, he would love railing on Joe Biden. I guess technically calling somebody a worm right now uh, would be, uh, is an insult, but then it would come around to being a, uh, a compliment, like he's a real worm, like he refreshes my necroplasm. <laughs> well, welcome everybody. Welcome to Regarding Spawn, everyone's favorite Spawn podcast with two hosts named John Fisher and David Williams. I mean, it's it's definitely my favorite. So <laughs> it's it's mine too. I mean, it has to be. If we discover there's another podcast with people of our same name, we lose it. <laughs> At this point, I wouldn't be surprised. It's uh, I can't change my name. It's David. <laughs> I mean, uh, you you I could. you can. You just have to go. You just have to fill out a sheet and go talk to a judge, and then you have to. You have to put it in the newspaper, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you have to advertise it, and I think it's at least three newspapers for two weeks, 
Um, it doesn't even have to be a newspaper that anybody you know is going to see. It just has to be publicly printed. So, uh, oh yeah, in um, in Chicago, all the neighborhoods have like a a local local newspaper, local in quotes, uh, that that is run by the same company. <laughs> <laughs> um and literally all of the classifieds are just like this is this is put out here for legal reasons so it's just like <laughs> that's just where everybody dumps all their their legal uh announcements because they know nobody's going to look at them and it fills the requirement. There's <laughs> a great Nathan for you episode where they have to change the guy's name so they invent a newspaper so that no one will be able to find it. <laughs> yeah and they named the paper the diarrhea times <laughs> that's kind of how it feels it works that's kind of how it feels because uh, we had to do that for wanda uh when we got married and the 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 courthouse literally gives you a list of the publications and you just circle the one they want you to send it to <laughs> oh nice that's funny and it's it's like two two sheets of paper printed off and it's like I've what how what <laughs> what are these what are these titles? It's ridiculous. Well, we're not changing our names. If we were, I'd be changing mine to Brock the Shock Fennel, obviously my hero. Um, but we are changing minds about Spawn, uh, bringing on Spawnverts. Oh yeah, we, two issues at a time, most of the time. Most of the time, except for when we don't do two issues. So I, I didn't set up the right yeah. <laughs> grammar for the correct normal thing I say. No, that's fine. But I like to I like to see people on their toes, you know. Yeah. It's familiar but different. Yeah, it's just uh, like the Force Awakens. It's uh it's playing with expectations. It's uh it's like you mm. go to see Barbarian and then you're like, ah god damn it, it's Justin Long. And then like ten minutes into it, you're like, Oh fuck yes, I'm glad what they did to Justin Long. <laughs> <laughs> or you go to see a Star Wars movie instead of a lightsaber battle they have a, him fight a ghost and they have a woman named Rose Tico in it <laughs> or or uh, it ends up being that Emperor Palpatine is just that uh, that doctor that turns into a Cenobite at the end of Hellraiser 2 <laughs> pretty much <laughs> So so hell- hey, at least they're they're addressing that stuff in the Mandalorian. I was shocked when you talk about working for, as cloning for the Emperor, basically. Yeah. So I don't know if you watched the newest episode. Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! That. Oh, hey, I mean, I would much rather get it from you than Twitter. So it's one line of dialogue. It's fine. Yeah. No, uh, my my friends have already been talking about it because I I was like, yeah, go ahead. It's fine. It's not going to ruin my enjoyment of the show. There's a lot of it in Coruscant, which is nice. I love oh, some Coruscant. Oh man, I love. I just love the cyberpunky of of Coruscant. Anything, oh, there's one part you'll love then. Okay. Yeah. Anything uh, in the Clone Wars where they have to go to Coruscant and they're like on the lower, lower levels. They're like on level 172 or some shit like that. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, it's just wet and dark all the time. Oh man, I love it. Spawn is often wet and dark. I would say, especially King Spawn, which is what we're covering first today. In our two issues, we have King Spawn number six and Gunslinger Spawn sixteen. Right, back with, with the that s- lovely the six six. Back with the six sixes. The six one six. Hey Johnny, we're in the Marvel the Marvel universe for comic books. The six one six. Is that's the real main Marvel universe? Yeah. 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 The. So the idea behind that, if you don't know, was um, so DC and, and Marvel both have multiverses, um, 
And when DC made their multiverses, they made the main continuity, Universe One, and Stanley was like, "That's ridiculous and presumptuous. We're not the we're not the main beings at the at the middle of everything." <laughs> so when Marvel made their multiverse, he was like, "Let's just pick a random number that's not number one," <laughs> and he came up with six one six. So <laughs> that's a nice ring to it. Yeah. So that's 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 fun. I like. Uh, oh man. Stanley. So you could say Stanley said execute universe six one six. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, he would have done. Uh, it's it's oh, it's hard to who would. It's hard to decide who is was the the better, um, you know, high energy salesman for their comic properties, Stanley or the Todd Father. There's definitely I mean, there's definitely a little bit of Stanley in the Todd Father. Oh yeah, I mean he might own a little bit of Stanley. At the end of his life, his uh, servant was selling his blood. So <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Maybe he bought some. Maybe. Uh, maybe he inked a. Uh, maybe he inked a spawn with it. It was the last. <laughs> it was the last pen and paper spawn that he ever drew, which is why he's now a hundred percent digital. <laughs> oh. Speaking about blood in comic books, do you know about the the Kiss comic book from like twenty years ago? Kiss Psycho Circus. Yeah, where they yeah they all donated some blood and then had the the printers mix the blood in with the ink. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. So so that whole first uh, that whole first printing of the first issue had a little bit of all of the Kiss members' blood in it. Nice. I remember those. It was McFarlane. It was, it was they had the McFarlane toys for it. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They did. Oh man, I definitely remember the toys and being like, "Whoa, those are cool looking." That's when the sculpting, like they were able to get much finer details, and so they were able to get go crazy with the sculpting. It was man. Oh yeah. Just even even those. I remember those figures. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say even those those first McFarlane figures. You know, nowadays we're like. Eh, no, they're okay, but I mean, at the time they were massively detailed, and then just the progression through the '90s to what they became is just like, holy, yeah, holy crap. Yeah, by the time they got to like the early 2000s, they were pretty crazy. That's when I was mainly buying them from Suncoast Video. I remember the biggest one I had was probably I had an Alien Queen by McFarlane. It was awesome. Ooh, nice. It was huge, huge. First up on the docket, we've got. King Spawn number six, mm-hmm. all the way back from the far off land of January 2022. I was about to say, that's not that long ago. It was only a couple of months ago, but that was a year and a couple of months ago. A <laughs> year and a couple of months ago. <laughs> Woo! Oh, somebody's a dummy. 2023 is such a abstract number. Like, 2020, you know, that was the future. Spider-Man 2020. Everything I felt like was always 2020. X-Men 2020. But, like, I don't know, 2023 just seems like it's way too far. Yeah. It's... Jurassic Park's 30 years old? No thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's no bueno. Uh, three's always very weird. 1983 was 40 years ago. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That means I'm almost 40. Oh, boy. Lordy, lordy. Well, luckily, luckily this, this podcast will turn 40 before you turn 40. 40 episodes, that is. But we won't get there if we don't get to the spawn. Um, so this is King Spawn number six. We've got, of course, we got two Sean covers. Lewis on the script plot. Yep. And Javi Fernandez on the 
Oh, oh I, I skipped over the additional dialogue by Todd McFarlane. Yeah, you skipped over the Todd father, how, man. How, oh, uh, how could I? How could I? I was too excited. You get that additional dialogue. You wrote it. Uh, Javi, Javi Fernandez doing the art. I was too excited to get to Javi Fernandez, Johnny. Because... I mean, I can understand why. Oh, this this issue especially. It's... Oh. So good. Uh, colors by uh, FCO Placencia and Ulysses Aurelio. Aurelio? Uh, and World Design pulling up the lettering again. We got two covers, Johnny. Two covers. Two covers. Two covers. This is a Jonathan Glampian and a Javi Fernandez cover. Um, and which one do you have? Oh, I've got the both. <laughs> I've got the both. The both. I've got. I've got the. I've got the Fernandez cover. With the crown. With the yeah, it's just a. Uh, uh, Al in shadow with the flaming bright crown of thorn on thorns on his head, and it is creepy and. Absolutely gorgeous. And it's just there's a good like Javi Fernandez texture to it with like the green all over him, and yeah. then like the lines of light kind of coming from the crown that go down his face. Yeah, and up. There's also I don't I don't know what's going on, but the like the the cover paper actually feels a little thicker, and there's like more of a discernible texture on it, and it's somehow miraculously unscathed from my bag on the way home. So it is just wow. It is just like exceptionally beautiful. I also have that cover, and I have cover A, which is Jonathan Glapion, and oh my god, it's a real scary spawn. Oh, I just looked it up. Holy shit! He's got like a giant violator mouth and spiky, and his it's like plague spawn mixed with spawn, kinda. Oh, holy, holy crap! That is nightmare fuel. That is a that's that's one of those books we talk about where it's like, should I be reading this on the bus? <laughs> <laughs> is this is some kid's mother gonna come over here and tell me, hey, what are you, what are you waving in my kid's face? Those new Fangorias have got some gory covers, and I one time I was uh, reading it on the bus, and I just had to like, I was just like silently trying to hide the page, <laughs> like the cover and the page, because it's like a gory picture on the page. <laughs> it's like I don't want to see like a sicko. It's like uh, when people are watching movies or television on their phones, and then you can always tell when like a sex scene or some nudity comes up because they always like curl in on themselves <laughs> in turn. <laughs> My favorite story of someone watching something in public is I was flying on an international flight uh, a few years ago, and uh, a dad was like showing a kid how to use it, and, like picked him out a movie. You know, sort of the superhero section. And he picked him Deadpool. <laughs> and he got about five minutes into that opening credits, like, fight on the highway where everyone's, like, heads are blowing up and it's super violent before the dad noticed. and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but, I mean, the dad started it for him. It was the dad's fault for not checking it out. <laughs> oh, Kim was loving it. Man, I bet, oh, I bet that kid was so pissed when his dad found out. I bet he was sitting there trying to be like, like trying to figure out how best to not alert his dad to the fact that yeah, he's he was like, just be, cool, just, just be cool, just be cool, just be cool. <laughs> Even though this is awesome, there's people's heads exploding. Just like the the first the first R-rated movie I ever saw. Um, I remember like knowing it was R-rated, but my parents were like, "Let's put this on," and like the whole movie, I was just like, "They're gonna find out. They're gonna find out," and I'm not gonna be able to watch anymore. But they're gonna find out. <laughs> Do you remember what movie it was? It was The Ghost in the Darkness. Oh, okay. Wow. I think mine was Speed. Oh, nice. 
Ghost in the Darkness is pretty tame. Yeah, uh, def- I definitely think it would be a PG-13 now. There's not even, like, visceral rending of flesh. There's just, like, some blood. Well, David, it's weird, because that was a time when the studios wanted movies to be rated R, because they thought adults wouldn't go see them if they weren't. <laughs> oh, now man. they don't. Like, radar movies used to be, like, big blockbusters all the time. Yeah. Because uh, adults used to go to movies, not these... Not these uh, what are they called? Kid-dolts? Kid-dolts. The... Kid-dolts that are buying McDonald's Happy Meals and going to see Marvel movies oh. and talking about Spawn on the internet. <laughs> well, fuck those. Fuck those people, Johnny. Buying <laughs> buy McFarlane toys? Who does that? <laughs> Who drunkenly pre-ordered a dragon two days ago? Oh, you did? Oh, congratulations. I oh. did. Oh, I love... Uh... See, the problem with Amazon is you can pre-order it and then you can cancel it and it doesn't charge you. Yeah. So, like, I, I'll pre-order tons of stuff and then be like, Nope, and just cancel it like at the last minute. I uh, I love that like the story of the clans of the dragons comes on the boxes, but like isn't anywhere else. I kind of want the Todd Father to put out a a dragons comic book so that way we can. He should totally do that, man. That would be amazing. That'd be awesome. No, there's one called the Berserker. That I saw a picture of, and I was like, that looks really cool. And I went and checked Amazon. They had it at normal price for pre order, so I did. Nice. We'll see if I continue with it, <laughs> but. I did get, they had a big sale at Walmart. I almost texted you, but then I was like, I, I got busy. It was like 50% off, right? A lot. I got a grifter from Wildcats for $5. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. They had a lot of $5 figures. It was crazy. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'm no kid alt, but these kid alts don't go see movies anymore. The, well, I guess there are rated R blockbusters. We got John Wick coming out again. Yeah. John Wick 4. Spawn will be a rated R blockbuster. Yeah, it will be. It will be. It's a, it's a, it's a sad day, though. The John Wick 4 will be the last John Wick for a while, at least. I think they're making a spinoff about the hotel. That would be cool. That would be cool. I mean, it's amazing that it's like a low-budget action fl- flick like that just blew up so incredibly. And they're just like, well, hell yeah. No, it's awesome. Man. Who would Keanu Reeves be in Spawn? Who would Jim Downing. Uh, I mean, he'd be a good Jim Downing. I know we don't love Jim Downing, but he'd be good at it. He's not blonde, though. I'm not concerned about the blonde. I'm concerned about the. I'm concerned about the his demeanor, cause cause Jim Downing's kind of more of an arrogant guy, and yeah, and um, you're right. Keanu Keanu Reeves uh, in Always Be My Maybe, where he played himself as an absolute jerk. It was it was beautiful for comedy. I don't know if he could be arrogant for like like straight up arrogant with no no sort of comedy. Well, see, as far as this, if we're casting like his soul, I'd have to say like let's say the studios check it out again. And they make like, well, okay, Terry has to be white. Terry, <laughs> he would be he would be a great white Terry, <laughs> great white Terry. <laughs> Great white, a great white. Uh, oh terry. man! Oh look, it's a rare great white terry. It's Stevie Sweeney. Um, actually, you know what? I think, I think you know, his demeanor, his disposition, um, his uh, often disheveledness. I think he'd be a really good Bootsy. Oh wow, he's an angel. Yeah, he'd be an angel. He'd be an angel in disguise. He is an angel in disguise. And you know... In real IRL. You know he would look really good in just, like, schlubby clothes and just some fabulous boots. <laughs> and then at the end, he flies off into heaven. 
Yeah, does he though? Because because he sacrifices himself and a no, he doesn't. He gets banished from yeah, heaven. Sad. That's that's my casting for Keanu Reeves in the Spawn movie is Bootsy. All right, I hope Bootsy makes it to the movie. Yeah, who would who would be Bobby aside him though? Because you know you got You got to have a Bobby with your Bootsy. Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Why not? Oh, oh, it's perfect. Uh, oh, oh, alternatively, alternatively. Oh shit, what's his name? Because uh, I'm thinking of Bobby's eyes, um, and oh, well, um, Forrest, um, um, Forrest um, Whitaker, Kevin James. <laughs> no, I was thinking of Forrest Whitaker because Forrest Whitaker could look drunk pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, he's got some some wild eyes. There's always something going on back there. But no, maybe maybe Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne would be good. Hey, they like working together. Yeah, I th- I think Lawrence Fishburne could probably be a little bit more more of the comedic character than Forrest Whitaker would be. I think Forrest Whitaker might bring too much gravitas to a uh, to Bobby. Yeah, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne does have like he was serious in the Matrix, but a lot of his roles he does have a bit of humor to it. But I mean, he was also. Who was he on Pee Wee's Playhouse? Yeah, he was uh, the he was the cowboy. Yeah. No, I know. No, he's got he's got great comedic chops. Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy Curtis. <laughs> that would be great. We could get Pee Wee in on this too. <laughs> oh, Pee Wee! I don't know who Pee Wee would be in Spawn. That's a that's a that's a hard. That's a real hard that's- cast. I'll have to think about that one. <laughs> well, why don't we think While about we're it thinking on it after we uh, continue on with some King Spawn number six, Johnny. Previously in Spawn, the identity of Disruptor has been revealed as the one man who had bested Al in the past, Jason Wynn. But how did a man that has been dead for years come into so much power? Good question. Good question. Uh, Good question. Maybe we'll find out. Yeah. So... I mean, we don't have to wait very long to find out. <laughs> we really don't. He tells him right off the bat. He jumps. He jumps right into it. We got a. He starts off shooting Spawn with a a psychoplasm beam and starts, you know, James Bond villain monologuing to him. Uh, oh, I thought he was working him out, like working out his abs. He's like, feel that burn. <laughs> Either that, or he's uh, trying to convince him to vote uh, far, far left and say, feel the burn. Feel yeah, he's like, you feel that burn? I'm a birdie bro, Spawn. <laughs> you bet you didn't expect that. Jason would <laughs> definitely, definitely didn't. Definitely wouldn't have. Yeah, I don't think Jason Wayne would have been a birdie bro. Trump probably would have been too uh, centrist for him. Yeah. Also, also, both those, both those candidates would have been um, harder to buy. Jason Wynn... Wants a a firm right, easy to manipulate leader, um, deep in politics that he can like, yeah, yeah, like he totally he totally would have propped up a Mike Pence run. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> been like, okay, you doofus, here's what we're doing. So he's shooting out with psychoplasm, and he's telling him that he traded his soul, uh, for some power, um, and with that power, wanted to ensure that he would always be his commander. So he wants to keep that move. that chain of command unbroken between between him and his mercenary Al Simmons. And Jim Downing at some point yeah, kills he, him. He done he done fucked that up, and then demons came for him. Oh man, and they a giant demon. They enslaved them, and then oh Jesus, 
we get this two two page spread, which in the back, in the back, just to spoil the the interview in the back, Sean Lewis refers to as a uh, Javi Javi style splash page. He does these a lot, and they're always yeah, great. It's it's oh geez, look at this this hellscape and this gigantic fucking demon and this there's lightning everywhere and oh, it's terrifying. It's he gorgeous. Was there though. forever. Forever. And he was their goddamn slave. <laughs> they they would be. Sh- <laughs> I liked how and what they did to me. You'd even you'd have been shocked. Yeah, what did they do to Jason Wynn? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they shocked him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is like cool, like pink electricity shooting everywhere, like pink lightning. Yeah, and there's just like clouds. So it's like there's there's electricity clouds just floating through that. Oh, hey Johnny, if you look at the bottom, we got those trenches. Does that mean that's the Malbolge? With the trenches? Is that the Malbolge? The trench of hell? There he is. He's a little tiny Malbolgia. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be hilarious. Zoom in. And he's like, hey, guys. Hey, how's it going? Uh, look at my hair. It's good today. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's a, it's a scary, scary demon. It's, it's great. This is a... It's like Godzilla as, as villain in a Godzilla is the villain movie. Just like lording over his destruction. Her destruction. Godzilla's a woman, right? Well, that's in the Matthew Broderick one. Is Godzilla always canonically a female? No. No? Just in just in the one Godzilla movie that I've seen more than once? Uh yes, unfortunately for you. I I that was my my birthday trip one year was going to see Godzilla in the movie theater. I mean as a kid I liked it. I I haven't seen it since I wasn't a kid, uh, but man, I watched it all the time. I got it on VHS later that year for Christmas because my aunt would always buy us movies for Christmas. So that was the year of Godzilla for David, but it was only that Godzilla. <laughs> I lo- I I've watched my fair. I've watched a handful of classic Godzillas, probably like six of them or so, and I've watched every mo- like the modern American ones, like. I think I watched Godzilla vs. Kong twice. I like that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of the uh the current run of Godzilla. I remember when we went to go see, you know, Godzilla with Brian Cranston. And like as soon as Godzilla just shoots lightning out down the throat of that other kaiju, we were just like, oh holy crap. Yeah, it was awesome. That was great. That was great. The build-up to that was just excellent. Oh man, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. The people who didn't like it were bums. I like that it was uh, restrained. Gareth Edwards was smart with it. Like, you didn't see the full Godzilla till the very end. Um, I thought that was a good way to do it. And how they just kind of saw it from the people's point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Bill point Bates. of view of Jason Wynn, though, isn't great because it's uh, the backside of uh, Billy Kincaid. <laughs> oh, man. He's got, a, he's, he's got the worst view in hell. Maybe that's, maybe that's what would have shocked Al Simmons, is that they had to put him with a naked Billy Kincaid. So after we see this giant demon, basically Jason was explaining, yes, that he had to share a cell with Billy Kincaid, mm-hmm. who's clonking a rock, must be looking for, trying to, he's trying to lure Cogliostro over because he's hitting a rock <laughs> against the wall. Although the, he's like, my favorite weapon, a rock. <laughs> the, bars of this, the bars of the cell look like there are some gaps that, they, that uh, Jason Wynn could squeeze through, at least. I wonder how many times he tried that. Possibly. I don't know. He looks pretty rusty. He might, like, cut himself on it. Yeah, you get a kind of creepy Kincaid turning around here. Yeah. Like, classic Kincaid. With his his fucking 
chili bowl haircut. <laughs> mm-hmm. His chili billy willy bowl. <laughs> and then. Oh, man. Another man shows up um, here. Yeah, there's a shadowy figure. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a guess, Johnny. Uh, and I'm going to guess that that is uh, the lemon head guy. Because it's got those little pointy ends on it. So it's just the lemon head guy. The lemon head guy is... No. <laughs> There's a Spawn character we know with pointy hair. Um, well, I mean, maybe the lemon head guy could become... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's we, Cloud. You know who that is. That's, that's not revealed in the issue. But, you know, we're caught up to contemporary issues. We know that's Cloud. Could, I mean, but you can see, like, the spikes in the hair. The like, spikes, come on. Yeah. And the, the bald top. Um, Come on. Deliver me King Spawn. King, that was the first time I heard them call you that. There's this new guy, the, who's the clown, mm-hmm. who's like, as long as we, you bring me King Spawn, you can be free. Mm-hmm. King, it's the first time I heard him, you called King. I never explained why they used that term. Hmm. Is the, They show Kincaid kind of leading the people like we saw in the first few issues there mm-hmm. to go kill children. Yep, yep, yep. To... Because we all know that uh, one thing that Spawn cannot abide is the harming of children. Which uh, You were killing children! As he says many times. And then Kincaid, uh, not Kincaid, um, Jason Wynn uh, turns into Tony Stark, Iron Man. <laughs> yes, and he runs the American healthcare system with the Exodus Corporation. Yes, he sure does. I like the I like the lab coats on those on those scientists because I like a, I like the effect they gave with the pinstripes and like you can tell they're just like cut out pieces of paper slapped on there, but they look real nice. Um, that is cool. A little a little bit of a unnecessary detail here. Um, so at, at work, I have gone from being a medical technologist to a research technologist um, in a completely different building. Um, and that means that our lab coats have changed. Um, as a medical technologist, there's no risk of an open flame. So we they have more polyester blend uh, lab coats that are more water resistant and they've got nice little pinstripes. Uh, but as research, there's more uh, likelihood that an open flame will happen. So we have to have only cotton and they don't have pinstripes and they're not as stylish. And it makes me sad. Oh, no. A pinstriped, a pinstriped lab coat is a, a thing of beauty. I'm sorry, I wish you just could still wear the pinstriped one. Yeah, but if I accidentally caught my arm on fire, it would be totally my own fault. And <laughs> Yeah, that would be bad. We, should, we don't want to turn into should, Al Simmons I don't, or nothing. I don't need the paperwork for that. <laughs> I don't think I could pull off Meatball Head as well as he does. Uh, so so Al like, calls his bluff. He's like, so if you're here, if you came from hell, uh, the dead zone's already been breached. And he's just like, you know, there's a small crack. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, we know we know all about this crack now because this is obviously with Clown being the one who brought them out of hell, and Clown's the one who knew of the fissure. Although this says only one at a time, and Sin and uh, Claticus were able to go through together. So, oh my God, I'm quitting Spawn. I can't, I can't believe I can't believe Thomas Healy let such a a glaring plot hole through. It's not a plot. He, he probably just, we don't even know if he's telling the truth. He's like, yeah, one at a time. Like, it's basically one at a time. I mean, Clown weighs 2,000 pounds. Oh, yeah. They can get him through. yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe Sin, because Sin stole all that, that, that necroplasmum 
Plasmum? Plasmum. Uh, plasma. It is green, just like the portal. Yeah. It's green. Yeah, maybe he juiced it up a little bit. Um, or maybe they, yeah. they did, like, the geese flying in V formation, where if Claticus gets, like, right in his his aerofoil or whatever it's called, right behind Sin, he can just, like, shroop, right behind him. Slipstream? Whatever it's called. <laughs> what? What? I lost my train of thought. Oh, I was talking about geese. Uh, well, Johnny, uh, to get you back oh, on geese. track. Oh, geese. I missed the geese part. Oh, oh like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the, the geese use the the disruption of air behind the goose in front of them to make it so they don't have to flap as hard. Right. That's why he's called Disruptor. Yeah, that's, <laughs> he's, he's disrupting the air patterns. Um, he's dis- Spark goose. He's disrupting Spawn's chill here. Uh, Spawn says, so you kill more children? How dare you? Look at that hand. Yeah. His hand just he's just like giant. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like a giant nightmare spawn hand. It's, oh, oh. That's also the one that just uh, got the choppity chop chop in the last issue. So, so it is free to do whatever the hell it wants because it's, uh, <laughs> it is no longer constrained by the, uh, physical body of Al Simmons. Look at that. Wow. Turns giant. And then he just like takes off his mask and he just like smacks him in the head with it. Clang. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then uh, you know, Terry picks up a a bit of the armor that Disruptor has thrown off and is like, Jason Wayne, you don't recognize me, do you? I'm Terry Fitzgerald. Yeah, it's I love that that you just Picks up that his his gauntlet and shoots at him. Yeah. Good old Terry's always very brave and despite fighting all these godlike creatures. Yeah. But uh unfortunately the psychoplasm doesn't hurt Disruptor because he's not made of necroplasm. He's not a hellspawn. And <laughs> oh, oh, and then just punches Terry's jaw and dislocates it. Oh, Oh, Terribly. It is brutal to look at. Oh. Oh. Like his eyeball almost pops out, it looks like. Oh, man. I mean, it's... And then you get that... This is a sound that has happened a million times before in every horrific car crash when metal slams into human flesh. Ouch. And when you hear it, it's never good. Yeah, never good. Never good. I can't think of a time when metal smacking flesh is good. Yeah. Uh, metal techno-meshed with flesh. Occasionally yeah. good. <laughs> or, you know, if you're having sex with a robot. <laughs> doing a Lando Calrissian. <laughs> oh, I don't know why, but I didn't expect that to be the way that we... <laughs> really? That's the most obvious thing. <laughs> I thought me. we were I thought we were more mature than that, Johnny. I thought you just declared that you weren't an adult child or a child adult. No, I am. I am a kid <laughs> or or a spawnvert, but not in the good way. No, I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a spawnvert kiddle. <laughs> Spawn kiddlevert. Maybe maybe stop using um uh, combinations of pervert and kid in the same sentence. Oh no! <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get us you're gonna get us booted off the network, Johnny. We're gonna have to start our own Patriot.tv. <laughs> to, yeah. To keep getting fired. 
And then, so basically, he's just like beating up Terry, and it's like unlock the dead zones, Al, and I'll make this stop. And Al's just going crazy, unleashing his chains, and like I don't care, I don't care, yeah. bring it. Al's Al doesn't want the pain to stop because the pain helps remind him of his humanity. He uses it to keep uh from turning into the complete tool of hell. He's like, if I hear, if I still feel this pain, I'm still human, and that means that I can still fight against hell. And I can remember what all of you have done to me. You get a really scary spawn face there. Yeah. I like I, I like how like I like the the back and forth between the the faces over on the right where the second panel is just just a frame for the background panel for Jason Wynn's face to yeah. play through. It's so it's so it's, dynamic. It's like a film strip coming down. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, man, Javi Fernandez is a fucking genius, Johnny. <laughs> it's like I could I could not imagine like having sitting down with him and having him like sketch out a thumbnail and be like this is what i'm gonna do and be like how like what that doesn't make any sense how did you think of that yeah i know and then it comes out and it's like holy holy balls how did man i love that he does the classic like he like lands after he gets thrown by spawn's chains he does the classic like predator like he's like i'm gonna set up i'm gonna set up a self-destruct yeah disturbingly jason Wynn has a strategy a tactic he believes is his smartest move suicide that's never a smart move for listeners no it is not a smart move uh luckily luckily for for us uh it doesn't it doesn't work um he just hurts himself real bad yeah but don't do that either <laughs> but don't yeah, don't do that either that's not that's not a endorsement uh if you're having if you're having any issues and that becomes an idea that you think is a good idea please reach out you can reach out to us you can call 988 for the national call 988 988 i mean uh, yeah uh, reaching out to us might not be timely yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nine much easier to remember too, because then you don't have to be like regarding almost. How do you spell it? Nine eight eight National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Remember it. Jason Wynn should have called it, but he decided to blow up <laughs> and then blamed Spawn for it. <laughs> Why couldn't you just listen? Why? <laughs> just accept your destiny. Uh, he turns into a pet. He wants me to take it. He turns into a what? I was about to say, he turns into a petulant little child now. And he's just like, just, just I want you to do the thing. Just do it. But Spawn comes up all scary and smoldering. Oh, man, yeah. He's, he's like, burned he's awesome. the symbiote off. So he's extra meatball-y. Smoldering, sickly vicious. This is just crushes the helmet. Yeah, just, like, stomps on it multiple, multiple times. He's just like, ha, ha, ha. And he wants the names of those that freed him from hell. And Jason Wynn tries using Wanda. He's, it's a weaponized Wanda, Johnny. A weaponized Wanda. <laughs> Al Simmons' his dead wife. And the reason he became Spawn in the first place. And he puts that little worm in his ear. Humans are coming back. Kincaid, me, why not Wanda? Because we all know, Wanda was killed. Yeah. Um, sometime in the late 200s. Right? I believe. Yeah, some sometime around there. It was before the road to three hundred. 
It's before the road to 300. So, and we've come, we'll come to find out a little bit more about that in the next few issues here with these quarter priests. Al's like, you're taking your, those kids, you're killing those kids for Psalm 137 and you're doing all this biblical stuff. Well, if you want to live by their biblical rules, Johnny, he says, I'm going to pluck out your eyes. You'll suffer by them too. An eye for an eye, Jason. And then we all. And he just rips it out oh. like with like a big sinewy tendon. He uses that metal thing to just rip out his eye. He's like smiling. Yeah, we should have put a content warning at the beginning of this this episode because this is not a kind to eyeballs issue <laughs> <laughs> or episode. Both issues have some eyeball mutilation going on. Jason wins remaining. I love a good eye. eyeball. Oh man, it's it looks the so eyeball good. Evil Dead Two. Oh, is good. Oh man, when it flies out of the um. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the Deadite thing. Yeah, it gets lost. He steps on it. Yeah. A really gross eyeball is um, Kill Bill 2, Volume 2, where she plucks out Ellie Driver's eye, L Driver, and steps on it and it pops. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Pops like a grape. Oh. I was watching... I was watching a movie that had eyeball stuff that almost made me... That made me gag. I almost threw up. They were showing um, on the last drive-in on Shutter. They showed a German film called Necromantic. Necromantic, okay. And uh, that's a that's a fun imagine that's a fun portmanteau. Yeah, it was a fun title. Uh, interesting history of it. Actually, I was glad I watched the last drive-in so Joe Bob Briggs gave context. But long story short, there's a part where a guy like sucks out a liquid eyeball out of a really old corpse, and like it's like so disgusting. Ugh. Ugh. Like oh. the eyeball's so old, it's like liquefied. He like sucks it <laughs> out like a like a Stop. like an oyster. Stop. Almost yeah. made me throw up. Yeah. No more. It was a really it's it's a really gross movie. I wouldn't recommend it, but <laughs> it was interesting to get the history, um, because it was made in Germany in the eighties, and it was basically Germany was known for horror films pre World War Two, and then Goebbels made them illegal. And they were illegal still during the Cold War and all the way up there. So, like, this punk scene came and, like, basically Necromantic was, like, an answer. Like, we're going to make the grossest fucking movie possible because you won't let us make horror movies. And so I can respect that. But hmm. it almost made me throw up. Yeah. Well, you almost... This, I, there's more gross eyeball stuff. We're not even done with the gross eyeball you stuff. Almost, you almost made me throw up, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'll send you the clip. It'll be good. <laughs> um, for hell hath no fury like a spong scorned, Johnny. I don't know if that's an actual quote from the Bible, but <laughs> it's it's a it's in quotes. It's in quotes. Um, Ooh, and then he it's probably from the Spawn Bible. Ah, probably. I should probably look that up. He has that. Oh, he snaps Terry's jaw back in. It's so like he looks so fucked up. It's like hold still. This is gonna hurt. And just oh man. The pain and the not wanting it to happen in Terry's eyes in that panel before he gets his jaw put back in place is just, oh man, it hurt. It makes, oh god. Javi Fernandez is really good at uh, expressing emotions that people shouldn't be able to express through art. <laughs> and snaps it back, oof, and then you get that little like in the. F- foreground you get like the eye stab just sitting there yeah, just sitting there it's like a it's like an olive with a toothpick in it 
And, and Spawn's You're like walking away. There's a Wanda in the clouds. Yeah, and in, in the flames. And, and Spawn's like, "Hey, we were just in New York, and guess what we're doing? We're going back to New York." Back and forth, back and forth. Luckily, he's got those Spawn powers. It's like a little ping pong ball. Um, Jason Wynn sends out a message saying Simmons is coming, and then we're back at Kins K's house from the from the previous few issues yeah. where they have the big meeting down below. We got some tactical boys going in SWAT style. Um, and then following up behind them is our, our buddy Jericho in a little gas mask. Looking cool. You're looking pretty. In his... Always sharp dressed. He's a sharp dressed zombie demon man. Always, always. And we, we discover that what they're looking for is some uh, remnants of Kincaid. And they find some of the mm. bones. So. I bet we'll get some. Oh, I didn't even have them come to fruition yet. I bet that'll be. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Dude, what if they have a Kincaid kaiju? Oh, man. <laughs> could they you bring back Kincaid as a giant kaiju? Oh, man. Do you think they could do that? Just like loosely make a like a kaiju movie based off of Spawn just so that way you could have like 400 foot tall Spawn versus 400 foot or I guess it would be like 225 foot tall clown <laughs> just going at it how and he weighs 2,000 pounds when he's like 7 feet tall how much would he weigh <laughs> so much so much he would like he would like sink all the way up to his knees every time he took a step <laughs> Kincaid like looks when he's naked, he's just like a giant baby. So it just be look like a honey I blew up the kid. Like it was Kincaid. <laughs> so Jericho is talking on the phone to some other person in a hood. There's so many hooded people, Johnny. So many people in hood. So many hooded people. Yeah. Might as well be called the 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 court of hoods. Court of hoods, yeah. And we we find out that uh the throne that they're trying to make for King Spawn is made out of the remains or the bones of his enemies. Um. And that's where that Kincaid boat is going to go. Yeah, I, it would be much better if they were cloning him to be a kaiju, but I'll accept the God Throne thing. Yeah, 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 the God Throne, it's, it's fine, I guess. Uh, we got, and then we get our first introduction to the Court of Priests. Behold, the Court of Priests. And we've got, you got Clown in the background, being huge. Yeah. You got Ab and Zab, with those two guys smoking. Yeah, you got, uh comedian lady who i don't didn't, oh yeah what was her name i don't i don't know shit i feel like we should know you got uh also fucking terrorizer is that his name trimmer trimmer you got trimmer there god sends over to the right yeah hiding behind whoever this hooded person is i'm gonna assume that that's jason blood next to the smoking dude on the right like you can just see his forehead over the shoulder of Hoodie McHoodface. Looks like looks like blood. Looks like blood. Um, his name's Jason, also. Yeah. Who's, who's really? Isn't his name Jason Blood? I don't know. Probably. I thought it was. Am I? It can be. Okay. I just didn't know. I mean, we literally just covered it at, like last week. <laughs> well, I don't know if they call him Jason. Right, well, blood. I I don't. I don't what, okay, we'll just go with blood for now. Um, who's his name's Jacob Blood? Jacob, damn. No, I'm kidding. Oh, it's not ah. Jacob Blood. I, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I just made that up. It's Johnny Blood. Johnny Blade. Johnny Blood. <laughs> yeah, this is our introduction to the Court of Priests. It's all Spawn's old nemesis. Nemesis. I wonder what's in Nemesis. those. I wonder what's in those plates. Are they? Is that like? Is that like their meal? Are those? <laughs> are they being all dramatic? Brains. Before a. Uh, 
Yeah, it's like the feast in Indiana Jones, the Temple of Doom, just full of snakes. A snake full of snakes. And eyeballs. Eyeball soup? Speaking of eyeballs. Speaking of eyeball soup. Mmm. Yeah, they're probably going to put Jason's wind eyeball in there. <laughs> yeah, that's, and eat it. that's canonically the eyeball that is in the soup that Billy tries to eat. <laughs> so there they are. Everybody, the quarter priest. This is our penultimate issue. Well, I guess this is the end of the first arc. Yeah. Because it's the end of six, yeah. Yeah. The end of the first arc. So I guess you'd call it kind of King Spawn Origins because he goes back to his origins and fights Kincaid and uh, Jason Wynn. And now we're moving into the Court of Priests phase. Yeah. I imagine the guy in the cloak's Black Azrael. Probably. We should, we, should, we should know, but I've totally forgotten. <laughs> no, it totally is because he reveals himself. Yeah. And then we get a very special spawning round. Yeah. It's... We get a nice interview with the handsome Sean Lewis. What yeah. a handsome fellow. He is. Yeah, he's much too handsome to be writing such nasty stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, it's really fun to, like, him talk about it. He's, like, just a big Spawn fan. Yeah. Um, talks about how much he loves the hobby stuff, the splash pages. Oh, man, yeah. Like, he's... he's... He is both a fan of Spawn and of Javi, very much like us. So Johnny, we're we're just we're just separated from Sean Lewis by talent. So we just gotta we just gotta get there. Just gotta hone our writing chops to to the level of Sean Lewis. My love for you, like seeing the mind of Al and how Al's obsessed with the mission is success is more important than people and how he and that's definitely Al. That sounds like a terrible place to be, I'm not gonna lie. I don't wanna be in the mind of Al. Oh. Oh. I know. Oh man. Why? <laughs> Wanda. Um, you get that great splash page from I, I believe last issue with all the billboard type like yeah. is Alson's life. Yeah. It's excellent. The hobby style splash yep. example. Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a great little interview. Kind of wish there was more of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always fun to get a little interview and see a little bit behind the curtain. Yeah, it whets our whistle a little bit. This, uh, we got that tease for Scorch Number One with that awesome art. Yeah, that's a great poster. Shit, dude. Yeah, so good. Nice. That's King Spawn Number Six. Mm-hmm. And how? Oh, oh, Johnny, more, uh, more eye torture for this issue. On the back, the advertisement for King Spawn 7 has a fucking raven pulling a an eyeball out of a skull. <laughs> oh, it does. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Man, Raven Spawn is so fucking cool. Look at that guy. He's chilling with the sky. Yeah, man, what's with all this eyeball stuff? Oh, man. What is this, what is this a Sam Raimi picture? <laughs> could be. It could be a Sam Raimi picture. No, all we it gotta could do be is, and should be. Just gotta call him up and be like, "Hey, hey, Mister Raimi, we need you to uh, to direct the Spawn movie." I've been so pumped for Evil Dead Rise. I like the uh, I like the video of uh from that just came out from South by Southwest where they were doing a Q and A after the show and somebody was like, "This movie fucking sucks." And Bruce Campbell was like, "You get out of here, <laughs> leave." Yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> Some drunk guy. That's hilarious. Who would do that? I don't know. I mean, they do now have a story, but they're the villain in that story, so I don't know if it was worth it. I say no. Definitely wasn't worth it. No, just say no to being a jerk.
Next up, our second issue of the day, Gunslinger Spawn, or Gunslinger, whatever you... The Gunslinger, the Spawn's back yeah, for this one. Yeah, the Spawn is on this one. Uh, Gunslinger Spawn 16. The the Spawn is back on the rose, as they say. <laughs> and man, speaking of covers... Oh, man. Yeah. This is one in the series from January of 2023 mm-hmm. by... David Mack, and it's these really cool kind of watercolor ones. Javi looks badass. He's got some crows sticking out of his, from behind him. It's a great, it's a great little series of covers that they've been doing, but yeah, it's. It says in like scrawls is I am the shadow and comes, I am the shadow comes to life. Yeah. I like uh, that the, that the, the spawn mask eye things, he, he's turned them into like a little bitty flames going in front of the hat yeah and they're like see-through yeah Yeah. that is cool yeah it's real nice it's real good um it's been fun they've been doing these matching covers of these having these artist spotlights and then i got uh i got i got myself uh covered number two the keen you got a heavy looking pissed off yeah oh he's so pissed off he's got a dude chained up and he's dragging him behind him it's just through some bones Oh man, it is some good Western action right there. Oh, Johnny, on this his <laughs> there's there's a pouch on the the back bottom of his coat. <laughs> yeah, there's just a single pouch. I love it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. You gotta have a pouch. Oh yeah. So on the on the inside, we got a as you mentioned last time, um, unbroken writer for script plot, Todd McFarlane on this series. Same with King Spawn, Unbroken Sean Lewis writing to date. Yes, and this is, but this one is different in King Spawn because it is Unbroken on Artists. Yeah. It's always been Brett Booth. Oh man, so much fun. Uh, Inkers, Adelso Corona, uh, Ivan Nunez on colors. Tomo doing our lettering. Whoop, whoop. Very nice. And as we said, the two cover artists. Mm-hmm. So, previously in Gunslinger. A new face gets in the way of Gunslinger's plans. To finish crossing off his hit list, Gunslinger will have to decide whether his speedster is friend or foe. Well, what, Johnny, why why is hit list not in quotation marks this time? It was last time. It should be. Also, to finish crossing off his hit list, that's a hard thing to say. There's so much sibilance just, like, smushed into one sentence there. <laughs> to finish crossing off his hit list. I had a hard time with that one. <laughs> Like oh, four man. takes. Yeah. Oh man, we we uh are back in in media fight. In media fight. So if you remember last time we got introduced to this this fellow, this fellow, this this speedy, this speedy yet. boy, if you will, a speedster, if you would say. Uh, Javi got through to McCarver. This boss got to the big boss. Boss time. They fought. Their cane and gun turned into snakes and attacked each other. Yeah, that was super cool. <laughs> that was super cool. And then the focus... Oh, I spoiled it. Shit. This oh. guy... I didn't mean to do that. This guy comes in and just like, boom, here I'm here. Yeah. And that was kind of where it left off. The speedy guy saying, did you hear me, cowboy? Back away from a carver. He's mine. And Javi says, we got ourselves a problem because I ain't leaving here without McCarver. So they're both... They're both fighting over the same man. It's like a it's like a rom com from the eighties 
One one man, yep. two suiters. Yeah, this issue is a lot of zipping back and forth. Oh and man, talking about bosses. Yeah, sure does. Uh, boss man says you're in over your head, focus. And so we get we there. Get, it is. We get his okay, name. Whew. There he is. Woo. Yeah. You didn't spoil much. Now I can say it. Uh, only a few pages. I'll beep it out. All right. So then two seconds later, we can have the reveal. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, so Gunslinger now has the name for who he's up against. Uh, focus. And then Focus is literally just running back and forth, you know. I like all the bosses, henchmen, and business guys are just like, wow. <laughs> Oh man, and there, I I love that there's always money flying around. I love that Brett Booth loves making money, just like rain. <laughs> it's great. Look at all that. David, everyone loves money. That's why it's called money. Yeah. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's a line from a David Mamet movie. Oh, David Mamet. I don't remember which one, but it's or it might be a David Mamet play. Greatest I just remember it's a good living line. American playwright. Everyone likes money. That's why it's called money. Most American living playwright. Huh? Huh? Yeah. What? Uh, I said the greatest living American play- playwright, or at least the most American living playwright. Uh, there's a lot of American. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's the greatest American living playwright at all. <laughs> um, but he has uh, some pretty American stuff. He did write the line in Glengarry Glen Ross of my name, my name's fuck you, and that's pretty great. <laughs> like that's like one of the best lines. My name, my name's fuck you. Oh, Glengarry Glen Ross is a good one. Oh, that is a good one. I like American Buffalo a lot. He's got some good plays, but yeah. you know. Is it came out of that like eighties sham Sam Shepard, kinda like angry manly men and you know, they have their place, but uh, I think theaters kind of moved beyond that at this point, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it was needed for the time, but it's not so yeah. much needed anymore. It was It was emotional, men, men, being emotional. And I, I love David Mamet, and I love Sam Shepard, but, and Tracy Letts kind of comes from that tradition, but he's still going. Yeah, yeah, so, so now uh, Javi and Focus are kind of squaring off a little bit. Um, Focus is like, look, I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> I was just like, good luck with that. <laughs> oh man! And then, uh, while while Focus and Javi are talking, uh, McCarver starts pulling a gun out of his jacket. <laughs> this is hilarious. This a little bit. I'll be right back. <laughs> just goes and clocks him. <laughs> oh man! And uh, Javi was like, what happened? Who's going to shoot us? Shoot us. I had to take him out. And of course, Javi's like, oh, this demon. See, Todd Father got, he's getting caught up on this, like, demons versus humans thing. Yeah. Because he kept talking about, like, in Batman v. Spawn, he was like, you're human. You can't do this. It's his new focus. It's his new focus, one might say. Oh, hmm. Interesting. Uh, So McCarver is, you know, saying that he's sent for backup. I don't know, I love that when a villain's like, haha, I already I already sent a message, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> and Javi's like, good, good. Now I don't have to now I don't have to search for myself. 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 Um You're turning <laughs> to Sean Connery now. <laughs> oh man. You <laughs> you spoke it into existence. Uh Focus is like, who's coming? And <laughs> uh Javi says, his posse. <laughs> then I'm out of here. <laughs> 
And so Focus Focus just like grabs onto McCarver and runs and he runs and he runs 400 miles across four counties, a dozen counties, a dozen miles. counties. Four. I got my numbers mixed up. He goes over a dozen counties. Can you imagine how much that would hurt to go 400 miles and slam right into a rock? Right into a rock. Well, I mean, you can see it's like. I mean, later on we can we can see that it's just blood, but it looks like his face is just like being slid off when he hits that yeah. rock. Oh man, he just pow right into it. We come to find out that these twelve names or these enemies of Javi were also doing experiments on other people because Focus basically says that hey, you know who I am. You're experimenting on me, and I survived. And he's looking for his other friends like him. And then there's this. Whole confusing part about this signal stuff that I love. It's very uh, Chewy yeah. and Todd McFarland. It's just like yeah. he's got the signal. You, you got the signal. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about it last night, and uh, the Todd father just like very, very quickly is just like, oh yeah, he's fucking lying. This is this isn't right. Whereas somebody else, like another writer, could have like tried to milk the fact that McCarver was lying about this for an issue like a whole issue making that like a turning point and the Todd father's like yeah no 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 it's not important he's lying now they're gonna fight <laughs> and it's just it's that momentum that oh man oh man it's so exciting well um, it's like perfect for this issue because it's just like do 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 so much going on uh because that's what focus is like yeah and so focus is is like well now i gotta run back and grab that that cowboy because he'll be the signal that brings all the people to us yeah I love he just goes, hey, tap, tap, doink, doink. Taps him on the shoulder. Yeah, because Javi hears a noise, and he's like, I'm going to pull a gun on it. So the, the Dr. Seuss book, Javi Hears a Who, would just be Javi shooting the, <laughs> shooting the flower that the Who's live on. <laughs> the instant he hears them. <laughs> yeah, the flower just explodes. It would, be, it would be a real short book. It would be like three pages. It would just be Javi, and then uh, a help, and then pow. I mean, I think if Javi ran to any Dr. Seuss character, he would immediately put one between their eyes. <laughs> he would be like, this demon! <laughs> this demon, this, this green demon. demon, bam! Javi's like, where's, where's McCarver? And his focus is like, far away, like you're gonna be. And so he just grabs Javi by the, the neck chain and starts running. And Drags him. I love, I love the, like, the, the shocked and, like, vulnerable shot of of Javi here where like he's got the wide eyes and like the brim of his hat is being pushed backward and he's just like ah <laughs> like, yeah he's just so anything. like whoop do 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 it's a great great moment of vulnerability and he's like just the pain like you can see like the strain of him trying to open his eyes in the next page where he's just like ah it feels like his body's being torn apart and then it stops this is more pain than he's ever felt. Yeah, nice. And so they stop and Focus throws Gunslinger at McCarver, basically. <laughs> and then goes, gasp. This, is, this, is the, this isn't the first time we've gotten a, a spoken gasp, is it? No, it's a little gasp. <laughs> uh, who else gasped? A uh, hot gasp. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot yeah. gasped. The new novel. Gunslinger noticed that the dude seems tired. So he's like, hmm, demons don't get tired. 
did, did McCarver's lab make you too? And uh, Javi's like, I, I have no idea what, you, what, what you're talking about, what's going on. This, I'm not from a lab. This dude, this dude killed my sister. You demons are weird. <laughs> Focus is like, what? I'm a human. That's where he's like, you're still human? <laughs> That's why you're so tired. <laughs> that that would be a good opening quote for me. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, I was thinking about that last night, too, because, like, to be human is to be tired, right? To be human is to be tired, at least uh, past the age of 30. Yeah. If you're, like, 25 and you think you're tired... Oh, yeah, just wait. I thought I was tired at 25. Oh, man, I would... I would Never. I would do some questionable things to be as tired as I was at 25 again. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah definitely I don't want to be 25 again just as tired as I was at 25 I feel like I needed more sleep though I need less sleep now maybe I just have to get less sleep because I have more to do I think that maybe that's it I don't know time is weird it doesn't make any sense anymore especially when you're running around like yeah. like focus like here going back and forth and back and forth and you got Javi back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Javi yelling at you for being a demon. And then when he finds out you're not a demon being like, well, you need to get the fuck out of here. What are you not going to? Yeah. He just, he just, he just called some goddamn angels. Well, you're going to, you're not going to make it. You got to get out of here. And he's like, he's already exhausted. Gunslinger. You're both fucked. (laughs) And then Javi silently walks over across like two panels and just slaps him. (laughs) Just, Just like, Backhands him with a closed fist. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, and then and then just starts punching him and kicking him in the face and stabs him with a. Does he stab him with one of his? It's like one of his spikes. Wrist spikes, yeah. And then focus just like, <laughs> like that's enough. Stop it. I still need answers from him. They finally come. Yeah, yeah. He said he he said he was calling his minions. And guess who's here? Yeah, and Javi's like, well, dang it, you should have run when you had the chance. And he's... Because it's angels! Angel attack! And they've diversified since the 90s. It's not just hot ladies. There's hot men, too. Yeah, there's, a, there's also... It's not just flowing red hair. There's a nice little little afro in the back. I like afro yeah. angel. Afro angel is good. Yeah, afro angel is cool. Yeah. And so, so Javi and Focus, while not exactly enemies to begin with, are now on the same team. So it's a classic, classic little bit of a fight to a team up against the common enemy. So I get it now. So McCarver told him that Gunslinger is the beacon, so he'd bring Gunslingers there so they could kick all their asses at once. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm just slow. There's just so much going on. Oh, it's, it's back. There's, there's a lot going on here. It's, it's, it's easy to get lost. That's not a, that's not a ding on the quality of any of it. No, no, this is a great issue. It's just funny because I feel like we're just kind of like recapping what happens just because there's so much that happens. This, this book is jam packed. Like this book should literally be about half an inch thick. There's so much going on in here. But it just moves, baby. Yeah, it does. And then we get. Javi doing his... So he throws, he does the classic move, throws the knife to the forehead. And it just clangs. Shit, they've covered their weak point. (laughs) Pretty smart. Pretty good, pretty good call, angels. Yeah, his kill shots to their foreheads won't be an option. He'll need to improvise. And and here we get, here we get more of the continuing, uh, the continuing assault on the eyeballs. um, Where Javi, he knows his bullets won't kill them. But they can blind him, so he just shoots this... (laughs) <laughs> shoot him in the eyes shoots this angel's eyes out because that's those are the only holes in the helmet <laughs> and so it's like okay <laughs> and in any battle we can get your enemy to shift their strategy that's always an advantage 
You know what's funny is I read this last night and then I was playing Halo and I thought of that line. Because I was like, <laughs> I need to shift the, the battle. <laughs> oh man, and then Focus is trying to run real fast at the Angels and like he's bowling. Yeah, he's basically bowling for Angels. Bowling for Angels. He'll worry about recovering later. Our Western hero blazes away on autopilot, Johnny. <laughs> just shooting. Oh man, it's just pew pew, and there's there's feathers and bullet casings everywhere, and oh, it's just mania. It's mania. It's pandemonium. Oh, I love I love this. Focus runs behind Javi, and he's just like, here, grab these knives. <laughs> and this is great. It's a great setup for next issue. He whispers something to him. Oh, take 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 these knives. Threaten. That man. <laughs> well, he says something else that we don't hear. Yeah. Because he yeah, whispers yeah, yeah, his he battle does. plans. And then barks one last order. I wonder what he tells him. Maybe we'll find Maybe out. we'll find out. And then we get... Uh, Giant angel. The words barely escape his mouth. And uh, we get fucking the juggernaut angel. Just busting through like the Kool-Aid man. I'm an angel, bitch. <laughs> it isn't a herd. It's a single being. Remember when they put that in the movie? Yeah, I do. In uh, X-Men Last Stand, he says, I'm the juggernaut, I'm the juggernaut bitch. bitch. To yep. uh, Elliot Page. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Oh, uh, uh, man. It's, uh, it's a good thing that that, is, uh, that director is, you know. Oh, yeah. Brett Ratner's in... Hashtag kind of canceled, but not canceled. But wait, yeah. that was Brett Ratner, not uh, Brian Singer. Oh shit! No, the third one was Brett Ratner. Oh, oh and Brian okay. Singer. Oh no. Oh no. Oh jeez. X Men. Oh man. A little, a little ironic that the uh, the literal flagship comic book title for outcasts and minorities <laughs> gets fucking. <laughs> and the third it's, one was based it's... off a very famous. Joss Whedon's arc from the comics. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Triple threat. Oh, man. Wife, life is wacky. Life is wacky. Being human is being tired, and being living is being wacky, Johnny. It's uh, True that. Can't even enjoy the shitty X-Men movies from the 2000s anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Why would what you want life? to? Why would, what a life. Life. Well, because you got that Patrick, you got that piece too. Piece no, I mean, I liked it at the time, but like, yeah. the, they're, they're a little, I mean, X2, I think it probably holds up, but I, I, the third one was never that great. And yeah. the first one just is like, it's a good movie, but it's just really slow now. It's just like, it's funny to watch. Not yeah. slow. Just not a lot, not a lot happens for a superhero movie. There's like one punch thrown. The the tropes the like the conventions of superhero movies have definitely evolved past what they were in the early two thousands. So right, I mean they had to have the comment of like, what is that? What would you want? Yellow spandex or whatever? You know, they have to have like. Now we're way beyond that. They just look like the costumes. Yeah, it's like yeah, bring on the yellow spandex. Oh man, we want we want tight, form fitting clothes like Javi's pants in this next panel. Look at that. Look, he's got the he's smuggling those hams again. He borrowed those hams from uh Terry, it looks like. Oh yeah, look at that bun. Look at this butt. Yeah, man. I mean he's gotta have some heavy heavy thighs to carry all those pouches on the thighs. Yeah, he definitely does. Definitely does. But juggernaut angels just like slamming him against the ground, hitting him in the head with an axe. 
Oh man, it's surrounded by angels. It's a fight. Javi knows he can't win. And the angels know that too, Johnny. But they're quickly scattered like ten pins. Focus is back to bowling. He, he's back he, to bowling for angels. Man, he's like he's like, we only played one frame, motherfuckers. Time to bowl again. <laughs> Steve Reich. And then classic Western. I'm surprised we haven't seen Javi use dynamite before. <laughs> I do like that uh that Javi gets focused to just like snap his fingers to light the Instead of using his necroplasm to, to light the... Yeah, he just holds it out, and he's like, I know what to do. <laughs> Man, the, the, buddy, the buddy cop of uh, Javi and Focus, just it comes together so quickly, and I, I want to see them do so much more together yeah, already. And so, so, yeah, Javi's just like, here, have this dynamite, and he throws it at Afro Angel. And then, kaboom. Kablammy. I like that that uh, it's like a classic early early spawn um, frame on this last panel. Like it's askew and it's got those. It looks like you just took a marker and went on the edges. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's about? cool. Yeah, it looks great. Mm-hmm. It's oh man, it's like the explosion was so so big it rocked the comic book. Right, like rocked the panel off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Oh, man. So and good. then I do like the, the I like oh, that the yes. dynamite does the sticks of dynamite do say TNT on them. <laughs> Gotta have it. <laughs> it's great. There's a really good uh, Sergio Leone movie called either Duck You Sucker or Fistful of Dynamite, depending on which version you watch. And there's a lot of thrown dynamite in it. It's really great. Nice. Every time they throw the dynamite, he says Duck You Sucker. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Interesting. Then we get the best part of the issue. The final review, it takes 16 issues to get here, David. Yeah. 16 issues. We haven't, we've gone. This is, this is amazing restraint from the Todd father. Well, we're thinking maybe there aren't going to be pundits in Gunslinger Spawn. Maybe they're just not in there. You know, maybe that's just a regular Spawn thing or King Spawn thing. And then we get them. The three pundits. It's real good. It's real good. They're talking about the, the explosion that happened out in the Dakotas. Right, and a, an earthquake, and then maybe an explosion, and they're like, maybe it's fracking, maybe it's fracking, and then old Brock the Shock, old Brock the can't Shock, can't deal with it. He can't deal with it. Oh man, the planet won't last another ten minutes if you believe all the biased, self-serving scientists. Hell, Johnny. Then, oh my God, then we get the part. Of, here we go. Yeah, we just read it. <laughs> okay, all right. Some some classic Todd Father business. Hell, according to them, according to them, every time I fart, I'm ruining the ozone layer. Guess I'll have to stop eating so much chili. <laughs> I love how like this is like three issues in a row that end with a poop joke, <laughs> or like the coming up. There's another poop at the end. Yeah. Okay, not three issues in a row. There's just you know you got to end with a toilet humor a little bit sometimes. I love oh, it. Oh man, it's just classic. It's classic, classic, fucking classic. So good. Hilarious. Stop eating so much chili. Also, just I'll note because today is St. Patrick's Day. The day we're recording is the actual St. Patrick's Day. Brock the Shock's very nicely dressed for St. Patrick's Day there with his green blazer. He's all he's all in on it. He's all in on it. He's probably got a little flat cap that he's gonna put on after he records too. He seems like someone that would really like St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Man, it just uh I can't I have I can't remember the last time I remember a chili and farting joke because I tend to tune them out because 
it's it's low it's low hanging fruit and you know you gotta you gotta avoid the low hanging fruit a lot of times but it just hits so hard here because of course that's what the dude would say yeah i mean Man. it's just yeah it's just and it's like so random i guess it's just that aside it's just so funny <laughs> which is why he keeps getting fired from all the other networks and has to have his own patriot.tv he's probably off of youtube i imagine he's probably been deplatformed at this point and this is also this is also the opening where we get the opening reading from so of course yeah, you know it'd yeah. been about a been about a month since i'd done a third pundit i figured as we were due yeah we were we had a an embarrassment of third pundit riches there for a little bit that we had to choose something else so that way yeah we, so we got to put the brakes on that third pundit didn't get stuck in a rut you got to keep the people on their toes and so uh he's speaking of being on your toes javi is on his toes he's got one four seven three is the power meter nice and low but it's but it's climbing how much longer will it climb? Uh, stick around. Maybe we'll see. And then we get their spawning grounds with some fun letters. Mr. James C. Asking some the hard-hitting questions about Javi. He wants to know, is it a retcon of the original Gunslinger? Is it something that we didn't... <laughs> are we being lied to about what, his, what Javi is? Um, or did man just miss something? And Thomas says, no, not a retcon. No, not a different head's hell spawn. No, you haven't missed anything. So, hey, everyone. You don't is, know the whole story yet. Yeah. We're all as confused as each other. And that's the way the Todd father intended. And oh man, it's fun not knowing that backstory in full yet. So, cause we know that we know that that arc is coming. And, you know, he's he's dribbling it to us in bits and pieces, and it's... Yeah, because we know that Javi's not Javi, yeah. or it's another host body. So this is probably that, that... Remember that one description of the gunslinger we found that was completely different? Yeah, it was on the, the website for the action figure. It's gotta be this. Yeah, this it's gotta be. be. talking about. Must be. So yeah, we'll, we'll be finding out, because that's kind of what's going on. They were getting into it, and then we have this little focus diversion, but we'll probably get back into it uh, shortly in Gunslinger, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, you got to nice. tease it out, you know? Yeah. Um, so, Johnny, we, we talked earlier about changing names, and you didn't tell me you changed your name to Jason. Hmm? And wrote in a letter to the spawning grounds, because Jason here is talking about doing exactly what you do, buying a whole bunch of extra spawn comics every week, and then being like, hey, you should read this. Hey, you should read this. I wouldn't be surprised if Jason had been leaving those issues on the bus so that way people could find them. Jason, you're a man after my own heart. I've been giving people spawn, like, no tomorrow. Just shoving it down people's throats. So <laughs> I appreciate you doing the same. That's awesome. And you out there listening, why don't you this week try to find someone to share spawn with? You know, if you're listening, maybe there's a friend who's been on the edge. Give them. Give them a little trade paperback action and see what they see what they think. We we always like to say that I mean King Spawn's the best place to start because you know it's what got Johnny into it. But I mean if you if you got a Our goofy friend Logan friend, started with Gunslinger. Yeah, I was about to say if you got a goofy friend, throw some Kings or some Gunslinger at him because oh man. It's it it fits all the that, that goofiness that you want. It's the bombast, it's the the violence, it's the humor, it's the Feasts for the eyes. It's it's a good one. It's a good one. And then we get uh, Eric from the Samurai Commerce Shops in Phoenix. He's got an awesome Spawn shirt. They're showing off the Spawn covers. I'm really jealous of that shirt. Yeah. 
Wish I had a spawn shirt. I found one that was like $75 on that one website. Oh, geez. That's too much, $75. Because you know it's probably like not even licensed, so it's just... Right, it was like one of those like streetwear clothing brands, but I saw an ad for it on Instagram. It was like a spawn shirt, but yeah, it's probably not even licensed. Yeah, sad. Sad. Yeah. We'll get out but what's not sad is how I feel after reading a fun issue of Gunslinger Spawn. Oh man, it was so good. It was so good. Oh man. I guess we gotta I guess we gotta rate these puppies now, don't we? It's time to rate these puppies, baby. Hey, this singing was not an invitation for you to sing. <laughs> I mean, you got to clarify that up front because I'm always going to take somebody else singing as an invitation. <laughs> you're like a dog hearing. You're like a dog hearing a siren. <laughs> I have to. I've got sympathetic howls. Oh man. Oh man. So first up, Gunslinger King numbers or shit. <laughs> Kingslinger. King Did you say Kingslinger? <laughs> Kingslinger. <laughs> Kingslinger Spawn. Gunslinger Spawn number six. Do you mean King Spawn number six? Oh my god, I just did it again. Help me, David. See, this is where I start to fall apart. It's been a week, we got to record, but the oh madness is setting in. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Uh, King Spawn number six. What are you, King Spawn you... number six. We've got the big showdown with Jason Wynn. The arc, kind of the end of this origin of Spawn revisiting arc. Yeah, not only uh, it, origin of Spawn revisiting, but origin of Jason Wynn as Disruptor. Yes. Origin of Back in Botswana. Yeah. We get some eyeball action. Oh, we get man. the inter- intro of the Court of Priests, like you said. Yeah, we get dislocated jaw action, too. Yeah. Oof. So I'm going to give this issue five impaled eyeballs getting torn out of Jason Wynn's face. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to give it five gigantic spawn hands. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just like... Clapping. The hands are clapping. Five, five of them clapping. So you've got two sets of two clapping to each other, and the other the, the, the fifth one is so big it can actually clap against itself. And clap on its own just by closing <laughs> and opening. Yeah. Oh, man. Big hands are scary. In the video game Elden Ring, there's some big hands that are enemies, and they're terrifying. They walk like spiders. Oh, man. That is that is frightening. Elden, Elden Ring sounds like it's got a lot of spooky stuff in it. Oh, it's got a lot of spooky enemies. There's like an Iron Maiden lady. Everything's creepy. Everything's creepy and wants to kill you, and is very good at killing you. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, that's the way a video game should be. Second, we have Gunslinger Spawn 16. What would you give this one, David? I'm going to give it five back and forths. We got... We got <laughs> back and forth and back and forth and back, back and forth. Back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's back just so forth? speedy. It's so exciting and like such a good momentum to it. It's like a, if King Spawn 6 were Mario, Gunslinger 16 is Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just like infinitely faster. Bing, 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 bing. Bouncing off the stuff. Yeah, exactly. There's an equivalent loss of rings in the the money flowing or flying around. So, yeah. I'm going to give it four ozone 
ozone killing chili farts. <laughs> oh, no, please, please don't, please don't, Johnny. You gotta, you gotta at least get out of the closet before you start that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I won't. But I, just as my rating, that's go, what I'm gonna give it. Go, go record those like outside. So. <laughs> or four TNT explosions. There we go. That's much safer go. That's, to do that's in a closet. Yeah. Set off that's four better. TNTs. That's better for the. <laughs> it's better for the ozone. That's for sure. <laughs> Than a chili fart. <laughs> oh man, you better hope that Wanda's not sleeping and you set off four TNTs in that closet. She's gonna be pissed. We're like, what are you doing in here? The neighbor that thinks I'm like socking them because I'm recording in my closet. <laughs> thinks I'm like doing like evil things up here. They're gonna they're gonna really like that. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Will anybody really notice with all the uh, construction that you've got going on on that intersection though? Probably not. Probably not. It's, it's 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 back and forth. I think they're starting up again. Yeah. Oh, it like man. stops and starts and stops and starts. Much like it's back and forth and back and forth. Back and back and forth and starts and stops. That's two great issues from Spawn's universe. And David, I think we've got a a, a new segment we're debuting we today. Do, we do got a new segment. We got a we're we're finally doing the Spontacy baseball drafts, y'all. That. That's right, Spontacy Baseball. Fantasy baseball. I'm gonna let David yeah. take this one. It's his uh, brainchild, and he's the more baseball expert than I am. I'm I'm not a very big baseball uh, baseball expert, but uh, you know I I nerd out about it a little more than Johnny does, or at least have done for longer. I'm trying to. I'm getting into it. So it's been a couple of years I've been following the White Sox now. Yeah, you just it's it's just one of those things that after a couple of years you're like, oh okay, now this makes sense. It's just, you've got to hit a critical mass of knowledge. It's Baseball's for everyone, though. We're coming up. It's spring training. Opening day is coming. Todd Father loves baseball. Yeah. Taylor and, and Gunslinger love baseball. Yeah, they do. But that stickball that, that that Javi probably played. Uh, but yeah, so 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 as I said before, we're gonna we're gonna draft a couple of teams here. So uh, we're gonna draft teams for Earth people, for Hell people, for Heaven people. And very possibly for uh, the green. The green. Uh, I think we should do it. I think we should do that. Yeah. So we'll have four teams, and then you know we'll have fun little, fun little uh, goof arounds for the games. We'll do, we'll try to do a little bit of color commentary or like a recap of what the games would have been. Uh, should be fun. It'll give us a chance to play with our our action figures a little, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so so today's today's uh what's assignment is we're we're drafting our our earth earthbound baseball team. So Johnny and I have a list of players. Um and we're going to one by one starting from pitcher and going all the way down to designated hitter because yes, we are doing the DH because that is now the rule of MLB everywhere. So we're going to have 10 players. And we're gonna assign them positions, 
and it'll be really fun. Um, and as most sports things do, we're gonna flip a coin to see who goes first, and I'm gonna let Johnny say heads or tails. Um, I will say tails for a demon tail. All right, I'm gonna flip the flip the coin here on the Google. It is heads. So I guess that means I get to go first. <laughs> All right. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So, so um, real quick, we'll go over the. So we're gonna have the positions. The first position is gonna be pitcher. Second position is gonna be catcher. Third position is first base. Fourth position is second base. Fifth position is third base. Sixth is a shortstop. Seven, eight, nine, left, center, right field, and then ten is the designated hitter. So that means I get to choose the pitcher that I have chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it will probably be no surprise who I have chosen. Um, I think I can guess. But, so uh, I am choosing Sam Burke as the pitcher. What? Sam Burke, yes. So A, so with the designated hitter, pitchers don't have to worry about running the bases. And also, have you ever seen Bartolo Colon? He's a big man, and he a pitcher. But 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 Twitch is the one that has the accurate. He's like the shooter. Yeah, but 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 Twitch is more athletic than Sam. That's I'm, true. I'm going by the by the fact that like you could literally be eating a hoagie and pitch at the same time, and that's 100% Sam. All right, I got you. All right, so Sam is the pitcher. My position first up is catcher. Correct. Yes. Yes, it is. So I wanted to pick someone that catches you, both literally and figuratively, when you fall, is always there for you, has the right build for a catcher. So I'm going to pick Granny. Oh, man. Granny Blake. I had already had Granny Blake as another position. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Granny Blake. Hell yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. She's to catch you one. when you fall, especially spawn. And uh, so you got Sam pitching to Granny Blake. That's going to be a great dynamic duo, I think, really rocking the field. Yeah, it'll be a good one. It, uh, it also avoids the, the... So we have to make the joke that Granny Blake would have been a good referee because she's blind. Her to her. <laughs> oh, true. The ref no. is... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, she's, she's a great catcher. She knows... She knows what's going on. She uh she can see people for what they really are. So she knows what to Exactly. She knows, she what knows what's do. going down. And she can see right. the she has a good foresight, so. Alright, so for 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 first base, I had Taylor. Yes. Because Taylor Taylor seems like it'd be a, a good first baseman. Um What qualities do you say you look for in a first baseman? More often than not, um the first baseman's not gonna have to really they're not going to have to like go for fouls very often because the fouls aren't going to often go that way. Uh, so he doesn't need to have to worry about that, but he is, he's, he's wiry and he, I think he's quick. So he'd be real good at being able to, to get, get a, a pass, a pass to get the ball passed to him and, you know, make sure he's on the base to get that runner out. So he's, he's quick on it. So it's one, it's a, it's a tricky base. But it's not the trickiest base. So I think that's right in Taylor's wheelhouse. Because Taylor's good at what he does, but I think he's he's missing, missing a little bit of the um, the get up and go that a couple of the other positions would take. Okay, I like that. 
Mm, yeah. So next up is second base. And from second what I'm looking up, a second baseman needs to be quick, have good hand-eye coordination, and be a great communicator. Mm-hmm. I think the person that best fits that is Twitch Williams. Hey, hey, Johnny. What? Guess, guess who I had for second base. Twitch Williams? Twitch Williams. Mine was an adapter because I wanted to get Twitch in there. I originally had him as pitcher, but uh, then I realized that he'd be a great second baseman with those attributes. And because he is a great communicator, he's always straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's quick and he has great hand-eye coordination. We know he does because yeah. he can just take that one shot and boom. So yeah. he needs to get that ball back to, back to home plate real quick. Yeah. You know, we know that Twitch has got that cannon arm, so he'd be perfect. Yeah. He'd be Twitch great. for he'd second be base. To, he'd be able to fire it, you know, anywhere he needs to go. Oh, that, that arm would probably be good out in the, like in the, in left field there too. But, but I think he would mostly be wasted. Uh, so next up is third base. Um, third base, you don't really have to do very much often. So um, it's a lot of times it's the, the, the position that like, um, pinch hitters will get will get sent to because they often don't have to worry about you know catching to tag people out at the base um there's not really a lot of action that close on the third base line so you can be a little you can be a little less athletic at third base yes <laughs> so i'm gonna i put bobby oh bobby <laughs> oh, poor uh, bobby's drunk yeah so but he's a but Bobby's also got that, like, if he just stands on third base and, like, you know, you know Twitch rockets rockets a ball right at him, as long as Bobby's just standing there, he'll be able to keep anybody from from rounding third. So you just got to basically just got to have a body over at third. Dude, I got really sad when I was looking up, because I was looking up on Wikipedia just a list of humans, like, after I came up with mine and seeing if I missed anybody. Yeah. Um... Listen to the very end of Bobby's Wikipedia entry here. Aww. Saddened by his best friend Bootsy's death, he falls deeper into alcoholism, going as far as stealing a dead homeless person's bottle and causing him to be suspected of murder. He does not appear and is never mentioned after Spawn made everyone, including Cog, leave the alleys. Oh man. So that, being accused of that murder is like the last thing that happens to Bobby. Oh, man. That's sad. Sorry, oh, Bob. We need we need Sean Lewis to to do a deep dive into the and bring the bring the alley residents back. That's what we need. That is what we need. Um. So my next position is shortstop. Yes, it is. Which is a defensive position. You know, you want good range, uh, good throwing ability, but it's primarily kind of the most valuable defensive position in the infield, if not the entire field. Yes. So I'm going to go with my someone I think that's always on the defense is got Al's back, kind of playing steps ahead and, you know, getting ahead of things. That would be Mark Rosen. Mark, nice. So we do Mark Rosen as shortstop. Because Mark is Spawn's last line of defense. He's always there. I was going between Mark and Terry, but I feel like Mark is more defensive because he can, like, get the info. And is more like, uh, yeah, I think it seems like a better fit. Plus, like compared to Spawn, he's short, so short stop. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a, he's a short guy. Oh, hey, man, as that's a gonna... short king myself. 
<laughs> that's going to be uh, real interesting when uh, if if medieval gets drafted for the hell team. I know he's gonna have to be a split. Oh. He's gonna have to be split. Oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be real interesting. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. All right. Uh, so left field. This is which one is left? Is left from the player's perspective or from the? Um. Oh yeah. So left field is over there, back behind shortstop. So you need you need somebody who's real athletic to get back there and has a good arm, right? Yep. Uh. So I got for for left field. You know, you were talking about needing him. He's good there. He's he's gonna catch you. Fucking, I have Terry for left field. Hell yeah, Terry Fitzgerald. It would be playing the King Griffey Jr. spot, just snagging snagging homers from the, or yeah, snagging people's homers from the the victory. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, Terry's a great call for that. So I have next up center field. And this actually ties into an issue today. Oh. So center field, you want you gotta cover large distances. Because uh-huh. you're in the center of the field. So speed's important. Instinct, uh-huh. quickness. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go with our new favorite speedster, Focus from the Earth. Because uh-huh. he's a human, as we know he's human. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Did you not think of Focus as a human? Um, I think I set my team before the Focus issue came out. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I've been putting <laughs> this off for just a long time. About him. But yeah, Focus, oh, I think, would be a good uh, center fielder because he can zip around and get that ball and yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's... Oh, shit. He'd be he'd be real good for that, that cleanup position down there in the, in the batting order, too. That's Ooh. true. Nice. All right, I got, I got right field. Right field. <laughs> You took my right field, or I had Grant and Blake on the right field because I wanted to make an angels in the outfield joke. <laughs> <laughs> and Grant, Grant and Blake is essentially an angel, even though she's still a human. So now I gotta. So I think I'm gonna move my uh, my my center field choice just over to right field because you know they they also might need a a bit of a a cannon. Okay. And some good good aim to get a ball over if they're trying to try to tag somebody out over at second or third. I'm gonna put Soul Crusher over on right field. Nice Soul Crusher, uh, like Sergi Soul Crusher or yeah. original Soul Sur- Crusher. Sur- Sergi Soul Crusher. Sergey. Sur- Sergey. Sorry, you got, you're you trying to me, say it like me. me. It. Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm sorry, Sergey. Got got Sergey over there, and uh, he can he can be he can be upset if he needs to be too. Which is, which is yeah, good. I'm sorry I mispronounced your name. Fictional character. Sergey, no, Sergey, Sergey. I'm I'm really sad because I had a really good one for this last position. I have a good one too. <laughs> okay. So designated well, hitter. I think there's only really one choice out of the humans that Spawn has encountered. It's in his name. Uh, I'm going to go with Batman. <laughs> hey oh man oh man that's that's great that's great batman batman's a designated hitter because he's good with the bat he's a human being that has interacted with spawn multiple times yeah so he's yeah. He's, he's mentioned in a spawn the black beast is mentioned in a main spawn comic so he is a spawn character i'm sorry but batman is now a spawn character not a batman character 
Hell yeah. And Batman yeah. is the designated hitter. Nice. Nice. All right. Um, I don't think we're going to ha- deal with alts or people that we could call up from... From... From, from uh, the pits of hell. From the pits of hell, just because, you know, we could go on and on forever. But so, I mean, that's this our is team. a good hell team. Yeah. This is a good team. Good team. Very nice. Very nice. Um, just because, just because I, I was very proud of it. My designated hitter choice would have been Byron TM. <laughs> oh, I did have Byron TM on there. I scratched him out though. Because he's because he's massive, and he would have just been able to. He would have been like Adam Dunn was for the White Sox for the longest time. Just. I was just trying just to be clever with the Batman joke, and also <laughs> I thought I was clever for thinking of humans and Batman as a Spawn character. No, no, I, that's a that's a great one. You you chose a couple that I didn't even think about, and that's it's a, oh man, this is great. So just to go over it again. Pitcher, we got Sam Burke. Catcher, Granny Blake. First baseman is Taylor. Second baseman, Twitch Williams. Third baseman, Bobby. Get that, hey, Bobby, <laughs> drop, that, drop that bottle of strawberry ripple. <laughs> drop that bottle of whiskey, Bobby. <laughs> Get away from that guy. You can have it back when you tag him out. <laughs> Shortstop, we got Mark Rosen. Left field, Terry Fitzgerald. Focus as center field. Soul Crusher Sergi as right field, and Batman as the designated hitter. Hell yeah, this is a great team. He'd have some great entrance music team. for Batman. You got lots to choose yeah, from. Yeah, we would. Yeah, you do. You got. You do. You could do a Giacchino. Oh, you could do a James Horner. You could do a Danny Elfman. You could do a Hans Zimmer. You could do a Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Giacchino's score was good for the Batman. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I mean, the Batman was just great all around. Great movie. Can't wait for this Penguin show. Yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, nice. So, uh, nice. What team do you want to draft next time, Johnny? I feel like Hell's probably like the, the, the climax. I think we should do Heaven. Heaven? Okay. So we'll do, hell's we'll do Heaven one. next week. Hell's, yeah, Hell's the... Actually, Earth is the one that I found the most people for. Uh, I did find a lot. Some of my favorites yeah. that I thought about drafting that I didn't, um, just some like deep cuts. The old man with the sex worker from King Spawn. Um, <laughs> I didn't know where to put him, but I thought about him. <coughs> um, oh. <laughs> that would have been a good one. And then I thought about the crazy alt-right teens from King Spawn, but I didn't oh, know where nice. to put them. Yeah. Um, those are the only really funny ones I think that I came up with. Um, I had a uh a Wanda. <laughs> yeah, a Wanda Winter was on Stone. there. I didn't know where to put Wanda. Um, Tommy or Goon Number One. You know, uh, one of the goons from Issue Five, who's uh, talking about how many people they've killed. Oh right. Um. Right. Right. Uh, and then the freak would have been one. <laughs> the freak. I forgot about the freak. Yeah, we got a good team. Oh. This is good. Yeah, this is a good one. All right, awesome. Well, we'll do we'll do heaven next week. Um, and you know what else we'll be doing next week, Johnny? Reading some more Spawn. We'll be reading some more Spawn if you can believe it. I can. So, uh, so yeah, next week for our uh, for our classic for our classic, we'll have Gunslinger Spawn number six, instant classic. If you ask me. Yeah, uh, classic mm-hmm. in the way that it's classic and classic mm-hmm. because it got our new friend Logan into it, and he'll be joining yeah. us. Yeah, and it's great. And uh, current issues, we'll be we'll be reading Scorched Fourteen. It's another Gunslinger Scorched times. Yep. It's real good. Yeah, one. Oh, I man. think he appears in this one too. Oh, 
He appears oh. in 14 at the very end, I believe. Oh, yes. Yes, I do believe he does. Yes. In, in a, a very dramatic, reveal. very dramatic fashion for Javi. Very classic Javi. Oh, man. That actually, that actually ties into this week's Gunslinger 18. It does. So, oh, man. It's all coming together. I mean, it's always, always coming together. Oh, man. So that's next week. Um, do you, hey, Johnny, speaking of Logan, Logan's a friend of ours, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, do we, do we have any more friends that you can think of? We've got lots of friends. We've got friends on Instagram. And we always like to highlight a friend. You know, you guys have been so good to us and so supportive. So this week, we wanted to highlight an account, Raul Cespedes. And the account name is Raul Cespedes 58. And they are an artist who has a lot of great Spawn fan art. Uh, they got into Scorched number 10 with that awesome one that we actually mentioned. We were like, hey, look at that cool one where the clown's playing with the uh, with the Billy Kincaid and the Spawn marionette. He drew that. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. It's, it's a great one. But he's got a lot of cool stuff. Not all Spawn, but some other stuff, too. And uh, really supportive dude. So you should definitely give him a follow for all that cool Spawn stuff. Yeah, hell got yeah. my girl Zatanna. Got a Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, he does. he's got a he's got a dragon spawn, Santa Man. spawn, all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, Raul's a good guy. It's, uh, yeah. Give him some love. Give him some love. While you're over there, make sure to give some love to T. Brian. Voiler. Hell uh, yeah, Brian, who does our music, our excellent music. As you that new Spawn baseball theme you just heard. Yeah, he's he's also the the elusive Spawnvert. He's uh he's the one that will know will know we've arrived when we've got the Bri- the the Brian convert. The movie will help. The movie will help. Or if there was a cool video game, he likes video games. When he starts singing the praises of Spawn, we'll know we have uh we've done it, succeeded in our mission, <laughs> and then the podcast will be over. No, no, no never, never, never Not until we die. Or spawn runs out, but probably we will die first. <laughs> There's, there will definitely be some spawn we will never be able to get our hands on. So, so we can always just, if we run out of actual issues, can just start being like, the podcast is about hunting for these lost issues. <laughs> and that's it, yeah. We have to call in like the spawn Avengers. We call in spawn safari and spawn hunter and Petru spawn. Yeah. We're like, we need your help. Although, although, yeah, the uh, Spawn Hunter would probably just be like, yeah, oh, yeah, I got, I got like two of them over here. Yeah, we're like, oh, <laughs> great, perfect. You'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to hook up with him sometime. Definitely. And while you're over there on Instagram, checking all the other Spawn people, make sure to check us out at Regarding yeah. Spawn Pod on Instagram, where we're uh, showing our figures, showing our pickups, reviewing the issues, just giving like we're doing some reels now. Things are getting wild over there. We're showing our faces. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, if you're listening to yeah. us, you're like, I wonder what these guys look like. You can go to the Instagram and find out. Yeah. And pretty soon you'll be like, um, well, I wish they would stop showing us what they look like. Yeah, I wish I didn't know. <laughs> what What happened to the spawn? Give us more spawn. Yes. Yes, yes. The, that will be there, too. And if you want to comment on our faces, you can always send us an email at regardingspawnpod at gmail.com. And I like to pose a question every week. This week, the question, and of course, you can answer these at any time if you're listening in the future. If you're listening now, just send us the answer and we'll get to it. Definitely read it on air. But my question this week to our listeners is, what is your favorite of the current four spawns? Which is the one that really 
gets you good? Is it King Spawn, Spawn, Gunslinger Spawn, or the Scorch? And just why it's your favorite, and not to diminish the other ones, but I, yeah, you know, everyone's got their personal. Mine would be King Spawn. Uh, I know David's probably a Gunslinger Spawn guy. Gun Gunslinger just it's 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 a toss up between King Spawn and Gunslinger, but I think Gunslinger just the child in me just is so happy with Gunslinger every week. Oh yeah. This 18, yeah. 18 um, issue 18 was really good. Um hey Johnny, can I have a follow up to this to this question? Yeah. Um so so you say that the listeners can answer any time. So what if by the time the listeners, you know, maybe they're behind a little bit and they're getting caught up and they hear this question and they want to answer it. What if there is more than the four titles? There probably will be at some point, man. That's what's crazy to think about. Then you can say whichever the four, whichever the current titles is your favorite. If there's a Sam and Twitch, if there's a Medieval, if there's Priest starring Jessica Priest. The, I mean, the way the rate we're going, I wouldn't be surprised if Clown got his own comic at some point. That's uh, could you imagine? I would love a clown comic. Uh, 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 a, a, a comic book dedicated just to clown thinking that he's right? Oh, man. Oh, man. That would be so That's fucked like up. That's like my dream be... project to write. Would... Oh, man. That would be like a, a Venom book or like a... Like a... No, I wouldn't say Punisher because Punisher is actually... The Violator was really from... good. The Alan Moore Violator. I mean, shockingly. Oh, my God. A book written by Alan Moore was good. It's never. It never happens, Johnny. Uh, but the Violator <laughs> miniseries he did is pretty good. Yeah. I think that covers all our bases. Uh, and, you know, make sure wherever you listen to us to rate, review, and subscribe helps us get out there and spread the word. Yeah. Uh, we hope, did get another hope. five-star review on iTunes as of this last week, David. Oh, we did? Did it have yeah. a... It didn't have any text, but it just... Uh, was, ah, we got dang. another five-star. Well, thank, well, thank you. Uh, thank you. You know that. who you were? Thank you. I'm giving you two thumbs up right now. I know you can't see it because uh, audio, audio podcast, but... Thank, Thank you, you very two much. Two thumbs up, so that's four thumbs up. Not as good as five stars, but it's the best. It's in if, all the amount of thumbs we have. If if we were current brick shit house clown, with all of our omens, we would be making them also give thumbs up while we gave thumbs up. So you would have, however many children Billy Kincaid killed. What it's twenty eight, something like is that, that. How many it was? Twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. 28. So that would be something like 56 thumbs up plus R2 as clown plus R2 as both of us. That'd be great. So that would be that would be like 64-ish thumbs up. Hell yeah. And that's what we give you, our listeners, is 64 hellish thumbs up. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I think I think that just leaves us uh Johnny. May the scorched be with you. And also with you, David. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You gotta be, the thing is about that TNT, Johnny, is you gotta be careful with it. Because if it sweats, it sweats pure nitroglycerin. So, you know, if you drop any of those bad boys, you're gonna be, whew. What? You're gonna be, what? what? If I drop any of it, what do you mean? Yeah. I'm putting it in a yeah. crate and I'm moving with it right now. Yeah, well, be careful with that crate. If it, bumps, if it bumps around too much, it could explode on you. 